Welcome to the show. <laughs> really? Really? I couldn't resist. Oh my god. Uh, Before the program began, Adam and I were having a spirited conversation. A, a much heated argument. A spirited dialogue, I would call it. Sure. One where I'm right and you're wrong. And we were arguing about the pronunciation of the word A-P-A-R-T-H-E-I-D. Yeah, it's it's totally uh, apertheed. Does any does anybody listening know what apertheed is? I, I, the apertheed, dude. The apertheed. Now, let me be very clear about something. It, 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 because my Plainville High School education I, seemed to have uh, more holes than Swiss cheese. How the fuck do you go through any history class and call it apathy? By the way, we are talking about the the, the very <laughs> <laughs> infamous time in South Africa known as uh, apartheid. Apar- or apartheid, depending on what you want. So Usually he, apartheid. So listen, uh, I took a lot of history classes both in high school and college. <laughs> Never learned about the fucking apathied. It's a part. Stop saying no. Apathy. I'm not. I'm not backing it's, down on this. It's, so let me be very clear. All of my education about this period in African history comes from my own reading of the material, which okay. is not much. Right. So let me be very very clear about that because for some reason, like the American education system, no child left behind is fucking racist as hell. Now, uh, <laughs> clearly, let's get to the actual pronunciation of this. Okay, let's break this down. T-H. <laughs> I get it, Nico. I understand. There's a you're... T and there's an H in the middle of this word. Sure. When have you ever been taught not to pronounce the T-H sound as <laughs> Because I had plenty of grammar classes growing up, even if I didn't have apathied classes. It doesn't matter. The English makes up its own fucking rules, dude. I mean... This is never, I've never seen a word with TH next to each other without a little dash in between pronounced with a hard T and a soft H. Never heard that in my I, life. I'm sure you Give me another that. example. I'm sure you could find something. You, you can't. I can't think of another example off the top of my head. All right. Now, why, we, why is why is tomb not pronounced, uh, 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 what's another one? Like tome, like, like comb. Explain to me that. What? Comb. Tomb and comb. Are essentially spelled the same way aside from the T and the C. So why why don't they sound almost exactly the yeah, same? Yeah, that should be a double O there, shouldn't it? Okay, regardless. Now, <laughs> I before E except after C. Yeah. Except when sounding like A as in neighbor and way. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right? That's the rule on that. So it should really be apartheid. Yeah. Apartheid. Apartheid? Yeah. Well, it, the way it's actually pronounced is apartheid. Where's the tide coming from? I don't know. Where's the... I, it, that doesn't make sense, man. I know. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> to whoever wrote this shit, I guess it doesn't matter if it makes sense. Again, I don't fully comprehend the English language as it is, but like I said, it's not the weirdest thing. There are plenty of strange things going on in English. Shouldn't they be separate words? Apart... Tide. So what you're saying is apar... Tide? Apartheid. It's okay. not apart... Hide? No, apartheid. That, that's... That is the cadence of the word, apartheid. Apartheid. 
I don't buy it. I, don't, I, <laughs> I swear don't, to God, I don't, I don't buy it. Don't, I've heard it pronounced apertheid. I have. Where have you heard this? I, 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 I know I have. I, there's no way, or maybe just in my own head. I don't know. It's, it's that's certain, possible. We all know Nico has like his own little world, and, and where he he makes all the rules and he runs a successful gambling business, gambling empire. That's right. Yeah, basically, his world is like uh, the the alternate universe in in Back to the Future Two with Biff. That's essentially your world. Yeah, I buy that. Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> That's about as accurate a description of my mind as I've ever heard. Yep, exactly. You're, you're bad, Biff. Story who, of my life. Who, uh, who gives women fake boobs? Okay. Um, en- enough talking about African genocide, shall we? <laughs> Let's. <laughs> You clearly don't give a shit about it. <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on. Um, let's talk about a Star is Born. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. So I guess what we're doing today is we have two movies to get to, and I don't know how long we're going to go on each. I have a lot of thoughts about the first one and not as many, I guess, as you have about the second one. So this uh, might be one show. It might be two shows. I guess we'll decide when we cross that bridge. It, it might even out. We'll see. Okay. Uh, the first one's A Star is Born, which is the second biggest movie in the country this week. Yeah. Next, Somehow. Next to the great cinematic classic Venom. Is that right. Uh, yeah. Tom Hardy and his weird New Yorker accent doing <laughs> journalistic work mm. with a homosexual parasite in him. Homosexual? That's what I heard. What? Here's... <laughs> I swear to God. This movie is going to become more of like an urban legend for me before I get a chance to see it. But I did hear, like, the vibes between Venom and Tom Hardy are strangely sexual. Mm. That's what I heard. I mean, I know that they're supposed to kind of like each other, but not like that. Like, I heard it it's was supposed to be sexual. Like, it's, it's supposed to be almost like buddy cop, except a little darker than that. We could do whatever we want. Slither up there? Yeah, literally. Mm. Oh, oh get, that nice, get that nice space goo up the rectum. <laughs> Well, you went there. I didn't. <laughs> and Michelle Williams evidently is lost in this. <laughs> yeah, I heard like, that <laughs> that's hilarious. Michelle Williams don't know what movie she's in. Is this just the summer or summer of fall rather? The year of characters just getting lost in movies and not coming back ever again. Yeah, could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. Nope. I, wa- I found a, a clip of the Predator, by the way, of uh, of uh, Sterling K. Brown accidentally killing himself. And it's pretty hilarious. Are you serious? I actually found a clip, and I'm just like, wow. How long is is the clip of Vine? Like, like, how long is it? It's like where he actually shoots himself. It's like a second and a half. Oh, my God. It is that short. It's unbelievable. And they don't even linger on him at all. No. That is the weirdest fucking movie. (laughs) I might actually warm up to that movie, though. Over the in next an ironic of way? In a very ironic way. It is. I, I've kind of decided it could be the dumbest script I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> but it is fucking nuts. It is out of its... We want to weaponize autism. Yes. <laughs> like, I heard... Or I saw in a review somewhere that I read oh a couple weeks God. ago about The Predator, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't even realize it. Like, this, it's the type of thing where I'm going to have to watch this a few times before I really get into the text. Um, the text, the subtext of the predator. But the review pointed out Sterling K. Brown is not wearing sunglasses the entire movie until he enters the alien spaceship at the end of the movie <laughs> in the dead of night. And he waltzes on in, and it's just like, yeah, those little character details, those choices made either accidentally or purposefully are going to bring me a lot of joy in 10 years when the, we're watching it for why is this a thing. We could. It, it is so much more why is this a thing. Oh, my God. It is the most bizarre entry I've seen. I, it's 
because I did my ranking finally of all the Alien and the Predator oh, films yeah, and I the AVP those. films. And yeah, it's at dead at the bottom, no question. It is absolutely worse than both. That is AVP a sizzling films. hot tweet, by the way. Oh my god, that tweet is full of takes. It's. I think it's. I think it's. No, I think that tweet is perfect. The only one I would maybe swap is Alien Covenant and Alien Resurrection on a given day. Okay. Resurrection could be better than Alien Covenant. Depending on Covenant's too low. I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna say no, that right now. No, 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 no. I'm gonna say it absolutely right where it needs to be. I watched that movie recently, and I'm just like, whoa. Yeah, it's not that good. Okay, it's not that good. Yeah, uh, I think this might be a. You know, here's the thing about this year. It's a very non-self-aware year for movies. <laughs> you think they're taking themselves too seriously? Not even that they're taking themselves too seriously. It's just that they're not in on the joke. You know. Isn't that kind of the same? Well, I I mean, it, it felt like for a while there, we were sort of steering into a very self-aware era for cinema. Mm-hmm. And it, between all the Marvel movies, even, you know, the Deadpool movies, the DC movies, although they were ridiculous, sort of did it with a wink. Mm-hmm. And, I, and Star Wars especially, too. Felt like this year there were a lot of movies that just went for it. And that is both the good and the bad. Like, I think Venom and The Predator are destined to be good, bad movies because they are not at all self-aware and they're not aware of the fact that they're ridiculous, like, conceits in the first place. It's weird. Well, there's a few reasons for that. Predator's weird. Like, there are instances where it could be that, but then it just gets lost in the fray of everything else. That movie is trying to be at least 20 different things. Right. And it's... In a in a weird way, it is kind of fascinating to watch. Yeah, it's it's not a predator film. That's part of the reason why it's it's so low for me. That is, I I can't even remotely consider that a predator film. Right. So, but, but it's, uh, I think part of the problem is that it's they're trying to, be, I don't know. It started with people trying to be self aware, but in the vein of the business model or with with the business model overseeing everything. Sure. And as soon as that happens, it's sort of steered back into the serious direction anyway, because they're thinking, well, the audiences are not going to like it if we go too self-aware, or too crazy, right? So, However, they love the Deadpool movies. But even the Deadpool movies is, is and, and, and I have some admiration for those films, of course, but even those are still fairly conventional films when you really think about it. Yeah, they are. Yeah. But they're cynical. They're cynical in tone. I mean, the 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 scripts are very cynical. Yeah, and it's you're always watching it in the context of this is to like satisfy a certain niche at the box office. Like, I'm never just watching mm-hmm. Deadpool and thinking this is a movie that I can wrap myself in. I don't think with uh, just and I'm just speaking particularly of the last several weeks. These movies do sort of immerse you in them. Like, I, I don't find myself thinking about the greater Marvel Cinematic Universe or the sort of larger implications. What does this mean to the Predator franchise? Oh. Like, I just sort of watched that as a movie. And it was a bad movie, but I watched it as a movie. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way, and this is, uh, uh, I guess, an appropriate segue, about A Star is Born, mm-hmm. which is just a movie. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's weird that I was able to watch it as just a movie. It takes itself not necessarily seriously, but it has no self-awareness. None, it is done straight, and it is at mm. times operatic and soap operatic. It is at times cheesy. It is at times over the top, but it goes for it in a way that I really <clears throat> respect. And I'm glad that 
Hollywood has room for a movie like this in 2018. Oh my they God. really don't make movies like this anymore. The closest comparison that I've seen to this in a while. I mean, the the honestly, it could be La La Land is the closest recent comparison. I disagree. It's not the same at all. I, dis- I disagree. No, La La Land is made by a film nerd, <laughs> and he's trying to satisfy Academy voters. And I'm not saying I don't love La La Land, but that's what that movie is for. You don't think that A Star is Born is doing exactly the same thing? No, no, I don't. I disagree. <laughs> no, I, I think... This is as oscar as it gets, Nico. <laughs> no, it's... Well, I think in hindsight, it's very oscar but no, I, I, I think I, it's... I don't, I don't even think it's a matter of discussion. <laughs> but it, see, to me, though, it's not... This is way more for the mass consumer that, like enjoys watching movie stars sure. it's not really for academy i mean i guess la la land i, I would say isn't that it's, are, isn't, are those academy films isn't la la land a little more technical than this though it's better <laughs> but is what do you mean te- like like well, the direct a, the direction and the way it's shot and the editing and stuff i don't know like isn't because like the academy appreciates a movie that can do a lot of things well like it, it enjoys like good cinematography Good production design, good costuming, good makeup. That's what makes a great Oscar movie. That's why Shape of Water won last year. Mm. It's a movie that does a lot of things very well to satisfy the largest portion of the voter body. This is just about like two Herculean screen presences clashing together and the amount of magic that that can produce in a Hollywood film. We've seen that before, though. When, though? Not, I mean, not recently. Herculean? Like, what do you mean? Like, like, like two titans. I mean, these guys are both, like, oozing charisma. Sure. I don't remember the last time that happened. You wouldn't consider, like, the same thing with, like, Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone? No, I don't. Why? No, I don't. Why? They have a different vibe. Yeah, but they're The ambition incredibly... is smaller, don't you think? No. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> if anything, it's bigger. You I mean, think so? I, 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 mean, this, I mean, oh my god. La La Land's incredibly more ambitious, and that has to do with the fact that there's... No, I'm I'm just talking about their presence. No. The characters feel smaller, in my opinion. Mm, They do feel smaller, sure, but I don't know. The presentation of them is kind of just as big to me. And also, Ryan Gosling's not, like, great in that movie. Oh, yes, he is. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, Ryan Gosling's not nearly as good as Bradley in this. No, oh, if we're comparing him to Bradley, no. It's it's very different. It's not even close. I agree with that. I don't know. This seems like the type of movie that... It's a showcase. It's just a straight showcase. La La Land is more of a Damien Chazelle showcase. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. Okay. In, in with La La Land, that's accurate. Yes, with La La Land, the director is the star. In this, Bradley Cooper gets out of the way, and ironically uh, for himself and for his co-stars, this is a movie about big Hollywood stars doing big Hollywood star things. And I don't remember a movie like that maybe since Titanic that mm. has felt. That, that that clearly is this much of a cultural sensation, mm. and that gets you to fall in love with two people by sheer force of charisma and willpower. Here's the thing about Titanic. It's an Oscar film. It's like the oh, Oscar I'm not film. Dis- I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing. But it's bigger than an Oscar film is my point. Is it? Moonlight's an Oscar film now, right? Yep. Like The Artist is an Oscar film. Bad Max Fury Road is an Oscar film. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Technically. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so it, to say that it's an Oscar film sort of sells it short. This is a cultural phenomenon. Okay. Right? Sure. Yeah. It's a very good movie, though. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's it, the thing. It is. It is. Um, how do? All right. Let, let's let's talk about it this way. Um, I thought the first hour was incredible. Mm. 
I, I thought the first act of this was just pure movie magic. No, no, I was in from from the moment that uh, Bradley Cooper came up on stage. And again, me being a film nerd, I'm just noticing how they're shooting the thing and how just distorted everything is. And it's a great way to represent someone who's clearly very drunk, but it's it doesn't it doesn't necessarily shove it in your face in that moment, but you can still kind of feel it when he's sort of rocking out on stage. They they shoot it all with this very like a tinge of a fisheye lens, and the lens. It, they must have opened that 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 lens up in dramatically for the amount of lens flare that there is. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> but it's very pleasant and kind of satisfying to watch at the same time. It's very weird, but yes, it's the it's that feeling. It's kind of like the the reverse shots in the in like Carrie, where it's like you know something's up, but you don't quite know what's wrong. Right. You know? It's very right. very smart filmmaking, and that's another thing we could talk about later. Just how fucking awesome the filmmaking is in this movie. Well, let's talk about that now. Oh my god! Like I. I was sitting there watching. I was like, oh, my God. And I literally literally turned to you. I was like, yeah. Bradley Cooper knows how to make a film. Like, what? Right. Like, this is a film. This is not a movie. This is a film. You're this right. Is, no, it's good stuff. No, you're entirely right. The, there's, it's interesting during those performance sequences because they actually borrowed a lot of live audiences from big music festivals. Mm-hmm. Like, they actually shot this thing at Coachella and they shot this thing at uh, a few other festivals the audience is always slightly out of focus mm. and is never the center of this thing. No. And, and it's funny. I was watching um, on TV Danny Collins the other day. Yeah. And I was watching that scene at the end of the movie where he's performing at the little pub. And it's uh, it's just a very intimate, tragic moment between him and his son and his granddaughter of just sort of falling off the wagon and and uh, and and giving up on on his highest ambitions for artistry and I'm really into it and it's a great scene. And then all of a sudden the camera cuts to other audience members jamming out to his music Mm. and I'm immediately taken out of it Yeah, because for some reason I'm focusing on a face that I've never met a character. I know nothing about doing something fairly innocuous, right? Danny Collins ain't focusing on these people as much as I'm focusing on these people while watching the movie. And that screams as disingenuous to me. Well, yeah, that, well, that's that's a, a staple of filmmaking. You have to it's weird. You have to keep your your camera almost as in relationship with the characters right. that need focus. Otherwise, the audience doesn't know where they're supposed to be. Right. The interesting thing about this movie is it's about two very famous people going to award shows Mm-hmm. There's literally a scene at the Grammys. They're <laughs> yeah. on SNL. They're giant superstars, but there's a very small attention paid to the actual context and the actual world around them. Mm-hmm. You don't see any media reports. Nope. You don't see any newspaper headlines, magazine articles, no Twitter feeds. It's just a number of scenes between these two people living a life that happens to be very public. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated that right from the get-go. You're in this concert. You are rocking out with this dude. But there could be 10,000 people out there or there could be 10 people and you wouldn't know the difference. Nope. This is this is another thing I was loving about this film because I could, I could say a lot about, first of all, scenes that, quote-unquote, technically didn't need to be there. Plenty of moments like that in a, in a movie like this. And I, I could also say with the length of this film you'd be surprised that it would do some of the things that it was doing. And I would also say how often the movie goes where there's absolutely no dialogue, another tribute to the filmmaking, where it's just watching this character be himself or perform some kind of dark or disturbing action, and it's totally silent, and you learn so much about him just through nothing. 
nothing nothing being said but all the all everything he's doing and usually films like that kind of meander and they take a long time but kind of what you were alluding to just now this film has like an intense focus oh my god with its characters yes i mean it's 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 it to the point where it's almost like uncomfortable at times how much attention is paid just to these two people you don't get a moment to breathe you it's really a, don't no it's efficient yes and it does not care about anything else because it knows that these two people are really all that matters in this story mm-hmm. and it and it doesn't matter what the world thinks of them it doesn't matter what the paparazzi is saying about them it doesn't matter if they make it on tmz i mean think about it they're at the Grammys. This dude passes out. He does. He pisses his pants. Yes. <laughs> and passes out on the stage of the Grammys. Think about how long we spent as a culture talking about Kanye mm. storming in on Taylor Swift's speech. <laughs> Could you fucking imagine how big this moment would be if that happened in real life? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I mean? It would, like, break the internet. <laughs> oh, my God. It'd be the, the amount of memes and gifts, and it would just it would be the biggest scandal in the history of forever, in the history of Hollywood. <laughs> but this movie plays it as a personal tragedy. Oh yeah, you know because the very next scene you're not you're not getting like like news coverage where it's like they're taking him into the car and you got paparazzi flashing you know a couple million pictures or whatever. No, they they carry him into a shower and they lay him down and they run the cold water on him and it's just totally pathetic. Right, and Cooper is so wor- or I should say what's his name Jackson Maine yeah in this movie is so worried not about what the public thinks not about how his persona is hurt. He's nervous about I'm, I embarrassed you. And your dad is pissed at me. Ugh. Your dad. He says that later on in the movie. It's that like, is, oh my God, your dad. It's so heartbreaking. And it's like, as famous as you are, you don't care about the affections of millions of people. No. You care about your fucking wife's dad. Doesn't that say so much about his character? It does. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. For a movie that's so flashy and it, it sometimes borders on gaudy just in terms of the actual look of it. See, I don't mind. Feels personal. No, that's the thing. I don't mind that because of the nature of the environment that they're in. It sort of needs to be that so it works in contrast with the more personal moments. So you kind of feel how personal they are. And that's especially true at the very end when she's making her or singing her tribute song. Yes. Oh, my God. Was that effective? Right. And well, you want to talk about that now or later? I think we should probably save that till later. Yeah. Yeah, I think that we'll, we'll get to the end when we get to it. And when we talk about Lady Gaga, because I got hella thoughts on Lady Gaga. Oh, I got hella thoughts, too. I also have hella thoughts with her next to Bradley Cooper, though. Me, too. I wonder if we're on the same page with that. Um, but, yeah, no, I, but let's just finish this point, I guess. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, I one of my biggest pet peeves in movies is when, like, a a film uses staples of our culture and sort of and sets the fictional world in our real world mm-hmm. so even though jackson maine's not real and ali is not real they're still on snl with alec baldwin oh yeah so it's like in that universe bradley cooper and and lady gaga don't exist but alec baldwin does <laughs> you know that that was that's always very off-putting and confusing to me and i always hate like the fact that the movie is set backstage in snl a, a scene that I've seen a number of times live on television. It always catches me off guard. It's like, oh, this is not really a movie. It, there is so much careful attention paid to how it's shot and the scope of each of those scenes that I was totally okay with it. Oh, yeah. And that's and that's actually a big achievement because it could have easily gotten me out of the movie immediately. Mm-hmm. It also helps that the, th- the fact that the people we're following, you know, into these kind of, you know, familiar places are incredibly real and incredibly connected to reality i mean you see characters like bradley cooper all the time and you especially see characters like lady gaga all the time hence 
you know, Lady Gaga. Sure. <laughs> and we, I mean, well, God damn it. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's uh, talk about these two. It's, it's, so, so, um, Allie's character essentially becomes Lady Gaga. That's kind of what I was trying not to say at first, but that's what happens, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. More, more or less. Yeah. Huh. I don't, I don't know. I don't quite know. Here's, here's the thing about Allie. I'm not really sure she's ever comfortable being that person. Like, I always feel like, mm. like the thing with Lady Gaga, it's that or I guess this is what she would tell you in an interview, is that when she becomes Lady Gaga, she feels like she's finally taken her mask off. Mm -hmm. Whereas this is a movie where Bradley, like, helps her remove the makeup, helps her remove the eyelashes, keeps her hair brunette, and that is when she is most vulnerable. Does she ever go back to being brunette? She does. No, I don't I don't disagree. No, she doesn't. Yeah, she does at the end of the movie. She's a brunette. Yeah, she is. She's a brunette. Are you sure? Oh, I paid attention to the hair. Are you sure? I'm, I'm positive about mm. that. No, I, that was one of the things that I noted. <laughs> no, she kept she she went back to brunette at the okay. end. Yeah, okay. like the Lady Gaga in real life, like that's who she really is. The the makeuped out, highly choreographed, sh crazy hair, crazy outfit. That's her expressing herself. Yeah, this is Lady Gaga moving towards commercialism, right? I mean, that's mm -hmm. that's what Ali's becoming. I I, dis I disagree slightly with that characterization. Yeah. I think eh, I don't know. It, it feels like it was certainly trying to allude to that, at least. I mean, because I mean, she doesn't feel like she's totally uncomfortable at a certain point. She kind of just goes along with it, especially next to the fight that she ends up having with Bradley Cooper. Right. She just feels like she totally believes what she's doing. It doesn't feel like she's doing it on her own accord, though. Mm. I mean, it's definitely her manager pushing her that way. Well, that's could be a little bit of commentary on the music in industry in general, though. Right, but I, 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 I don't know if I totally buy that people like Lady Gaga especially are doing it all on their own. No, or I understand if it, that. Or if it's all their input and they don't have any other influences, I'm like, at a certain point, you, you know, Taylor Swift is, is, you know, turned into Taylor Swift, and you see that. Right. I don't know if Lady Gaga, from the 10 plus years I've, I've spent watching her, very passively, I should say, uh, has ever, like, tried to be commercially viable. <laughs> like her whole thing was like to put on a meat suit during a concert. Like that's an act of rebellion. Like, yeah, sure. th like that's an act of transgressiveness, I suppose. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, I don't know if Allie is ever that in this movie. No, no, she doesn't get that far. Certainly. Like this is an attempt to like pretty her up or doll her up or make her more of a Barbie doll. Yeah. Than, it than certainly is. is like more. If it's Lady Gaga, it's a grounded version of Lady Gaga to, to a greater extreme. Yeah. Um, here's the thing about her. I, 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 uh, I don't think I've ever seen a more like obvious <laughs> best picture or I'm sorry, best actress winner mm -hmm. than her in this movie. Oh yeah, I agree. Like she's definitely going to win. And I don't even know if it's going to be the best performance, but it's the type of performance that the Academy is just going to fawn over. Oh my God. It wasn't, she's going to get that. She's going to get best uh, original song or they're both going to get best original song, which are, uh, maybe, I don't know if it's going to be shallow. You think it's going to be yeah. shallow? Yeah, no, it's not even going to be close, dude. It it's not going to be like uh, the end. The well, I'll never love again. It's not going to be that one. Probably. They're going to go with shallow. Yeah. Was shallow your favorite song in the movie? Mm, no. Yeah, it wasn't mine either. Yeah, I, liked, I love shallow actually. Yeah, quite I a bit do too. I don't know. I'm I relate more to the the end song. I like the other one they did in the middle. The like Arizona sky. Mm -hmm. The one that she does right before she meets the agent. Oh yeah, that's right. I, that was that one was great. By herself on the piano. Yeah, that's true. I really dig that one. I really like his songs though. 
Yeah. Bradley Cooper songs are fantastic. Yeah. Maybe it's time to let the old ways die. Yeah. It's good I, I like the opening like kind of rock number. That was a good, I was like, well, that's like a good, I would listen to that song easily. So, I don't know where they got all of these. I know some of them, he performed with a real band mm-hmm. during those numbers. And I think some of those were their songs. Uh, I think Lady Gaga wrote a few of her solos. And I think even Bradley had input in some of them too. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting. I really like the soundtrack though. I've oh, listened yeah. to the soundtrack quite a bit. Yeah. And it's sort of, it's weird. It's it's very not modern. It's very like of the nineties. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it, it's right in line with the bodyguard. It's just the exact. It's it's big power ballads, very nineties love songs. A little bit cheesy, a little melodramatic, but still will like leave the audience in tears. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I really dug it. But yes, the fact that she not only sings heavily throughout this and is tasked with a just perfect Oscar montage clip. Oh my god! At the end, with her singing on stage, the shot of her face reflecting on what just happened. This thing is made for her to win, and and the fact that she's new, like yeah. they're literally going to anoint quote unquote a new star at the Oscars this year. It makes me think of like Liza Minnelli and Cabaret or something. Sure, where it's like, but we're but here's the thing about both of those performances is that they're really fucking good. Yeah, they're not they're not just oh my god, look at this newcomer who can sing really well and you know she could she's she's a good actress. It's like no, this girl can fucking act. Yes, she can. She's a better actress than singer. Yep, in my opinion. Well, no, she could sing, but it's uh, it's more you, you mean a performer. I mean everything. Yeah, I mean musician. Yes, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I'll yeah. say that. Yeah, I I think she's better at making movies. Mm-hmm. I do. I just think. And we talked about this after we saw it. And this was a case where you said everything that's like in my head. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she has all her skill set has always been suited toward the theatrical showmanship. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's what she does. She's mm-hmm. a performer. It's choreographed. She thinks about image. She thinks about aesthetics. She pays a lot of close attention to that. You see that in her music videos, too. Whoa. Oh, oh yeah. God. Her live performances, everything. As we said afterwards, Lady Gaga is a character. Mm-hmm. She's been playing her whole life. Yep. Or at least for her entire professional career. That's acting. Yep. You know? And I I don't respond to it. That's why I never liked Lady Gaga all that much. Yep. A live performance? I don't give a fucking shit, man. I don't care about <laughs> background dancers. I don't care about strobe No. Lines. Oh, my God. I don't give a I, shit. I, I don't. Give me a guy or a girl with uh, a, a just like... A weathered voice. A soul. With a damn soul, man. <laughs> Singing a damn soulful song. And I don't need a live performance. Mm-hmm. But in film, yeah. Give I, me more. Oh, I buy it. Give me excess. <laughs> yeah. Give me lot. Give me everything. You know what I mean? There's there's very few moments in this film that didn't work for me with her. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, no. Honestly. Even the scenes where she's supposed to be more commercial, where it's just kind of heartbreaking to see her get so commercial. Sure. Where she's just kind of veering from her roots. And you see, especially because we see that all the time with uh, uh, a lot of new artists. Yeah. And it's like, you just really don't want her to go down that route, but she just does. She can't help it. Right. Uh, how about him? Um, Am I allowed to say this? I liked him a lot more than Lady Gaga. I did too. Bradley, I, d- I did too. I don't know if I've ever seen drunk performed so perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, especially because I know a lot of drunks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this was, here's the thing. This is like every, every important note you need in order to portray someone who's an alcoholic in it's, it's, it's scary. It's awkward. It's sometimes funny and mm-hmm. cute. Sure. And it's, 
incredibly embarrassing and heartbreaking and it's just the most pathetic thing you could ever become right and oh my god it's it just works holy shit and i'm it, so glad we're on the same page with jesus this. christ radley cooper is here's the thing i don't know this is the this is the best performance i've seen this year i'm so glad we're on the same page with this yeah <laughs> lady gaga is She's great is great i I'm, I'm not gonna take anything away from her it is a it is an i have arrived type performance yes and it's flashy, and it's gaudy, and and my God, people are gonna love it. But Bradley Cooper he's, was born for this role. He's so overlooked in this, and he's gonna be over. It's gonna go down as one of these. Oh, Dustin Hoffman won the Oscar for Rain Man, and Tom Cruise got snubbed. <laughs> or Ray Liotta had a great performance in Goodfellas, but oh my God, how great was Joe Pesci? We have a, a million of those. Mm-hmm. Of the flashier role, the Academy Award winning role is the one that we talk about, and then we also talk about the guy that was underrated. Yep. Ironically, in this, yeah, Lady Gaga plays the straight man in quite a few scenes. Oh yeah, and it's really the story of his decline and his descent into hell mm-hmm. that is sort of like quietly simmering there. Oh yeah, you know, and it's it's again tough to overlook him because she just consumes the screen. It's easy to overlook him because she consumes the screen. Um. But I don't know many guys in Hollywood that could go there. Uh, like, could Ryan Gosling go there? No. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm talking about movie stars that could truly go there. With that much just just, uh, just how embarrassing his character can be. Brad with, Pitt with, couldn't go there. With that much heart? Yeah. No. Damon couldn't go there. I don't even think Leo goes there. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I don't think any of these guys quite go as pathetic and dark as he does. No. But that it's also, tough. but that are also convincing as a sexy heartthrob. Yes, there you go. He's both, mm-hmm. right? Uh Tom Hardy and Locke. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Great performance, but no, I'm not. I'm not going that far. No, you gotta like look really sexy on stage, and you have to have a lot of charisma, and you have to make people believe that you can be a multi platinum win. Uh, Grammy winning country star and here's the thing and he also gotta be a drunk it has to flip on a dime when he pisses his pants too and you have to buy that right yep and he does yep he truly does Mm -hmm. Uh, I love this character yes I love everything about this character I think I mean I was convinced throughout the entire film that he was the best performance I've seen this year but then it really cemented when he just totally overshadows Lady Gaga at the very end when she's giving her just the mo- one of the most incredible performances she's ever given, and it's beautiful, and it's it's so heartfelt and powerful. And then we do a hard cut to him right. on the piano. Whoa! It, it, it like brings you to tears. Chills. God damn. It's Chills good. during that moment because is I. There's a bleakness to the ending. Like oh my god, incredible. You, you think? Yeah. <laughs> like wow. Like it's amazing. Like I'm not. I'm not trying to say that. The performance for for that character wasn't necessarily real, but it's not like Bradley Cooper drunkenly on the piano or trying to sober up on the piano. Right. Not even close. Yeah. uh, Even if you look at the performance that she gave Mm. in the arena and then watching him commit suicide in the garage... Spoiler alert. Sorry, yeah. people. <laughs> they, this is the third remake with the same character killing himself. Right. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. It's a remake, by the way, in case no one knew. Yeah. <laughs> fourth fucking time. Um, 
Watching him put the hat down, man. Yeah, this is what I was talking about, the filmmaking. Oh, oh my God. It's so good. <laughs> the fact that that moment rests on just putting a fucking hat on a table. There is at least like 20 seconds in between, like 10 seconds for just the hat and then like 10 more seconds for him deciding whether or not he wants to actually put the garage door down. To close the garage, right. Oh my God, it's smart and it's so effective. Oh, it's so fucking Woo. smart. No, the, the emotion of that scene rests on those two very innocu- innocuous actions. That's filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Like that's like conveying depression and being like caught in a storm of shit mm-hmm. and alcoholism and all this very heavy shit is conveyed in a very tasteful, like very plain way. Uh, but it's weird. It's like he knows he's defeated, but he has, he's trying not to accept it. Right. And then at, at a certain point, he's just like, yeah, no, this is it. This is it. Boom. Done. And then that's it. And then you don't have to see anything more. Mm-hmm. Like you get it. And then you get the final shot of him just kind of hanging there, and we're kind of we're a wide shot of his house, and we can see into the oh garage. Oh my god, how great is that shot with the dog? How fucking chilling was that shot? Ugh. Cooper, bro, Bradley. <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> I like Cue every I audib- woman's eyeballs just streaming tears. I audibly groaned when I saw that. Oh my god, dude, not a fucking dry high in the house. It was nuts. I don't think I've ever been to a movie quite like that before where when I walked out of that theater, literally every woman had to run to the bathroom. Every single one. Yep. Every single, I didn't, not a single woman wasn't crying. Yep. It's crazy. Um, he's great. I don't know if he'll win, but he's great. And uh, his direction was great too. Yes. It was incredible. Yeah. I, 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 I was saying this when we left. It's like, I, I, I don't even know if I have a, like much of an issue with it. It, it's because for all like because you were talking a lot about how heightened a lot of things are and and honestly my response to that like I said coming out it's like I don't care if a theatrical experience has some theatrics it's perfectly okay with me yeah there was one particular scene we know yeah. <laughs> I'm not even saying this scene didn't work no that's the thing that's what kind of what I'm talking about right the scene did work yeah but like if you stop and think about it right <laughs> if you want me to believe that these two random ass people sitting in a parking lot last night. <laughs> Improvising the lyrics to a song without, like, any instruments, by the way. It's not like he fucking saw sheet music. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not like they were on a piano. Like, they're just singing. They're just fucking scatting, right? This dude, in a drunken stupor, remembers the words, remembers the major chords (laughs) needed to make this song work, remembers the chorus... Goes home, writes the fucking song, then calls the girl on stage with no nothing more than a fucking sound check. My God, there wasn't even a sound check ahead of time. <laughs> She's sitting in the wings. She's like, oh shit, this is my song. Goes out there, remembers word for word the song she made up three days ago and is able to sing it perfectly in tune. <laughs> Perfectly harmonized. She knew when the goddamn key change was. <laughs> and then they're both singing. Sha-la-la-la-la-la. I don't remember you writing that in the parking lot. <laughs> so your ad libs are dead on too? What are you, felonious monk? What's going on here? Every court and then, and he makes fun of it afterwards in the script. He goes, ah, I wasn't sure if she could keep up if she it was in the right key. It's like no shit. There's no way. 
There's no way she wouldn't get through one word before going, oh, can't hear it in this ear. Sorry, uh, uh, let's try that again. Give me an A flat. Ding, 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 ding. Come on, dude. <laughs> I was theatrical as hell. I'm yep. sorry. I'm not saying it didn't work. It was a cheesy, like, fun moment. But I just couldn't help but turning to you and Abby and just saying, like, what? The, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're telling me she wouldn't come in sharp just once? Everyone's, I, I'm, just, I'm just saying I like it when movies say, hey, let's just have fun and be a movie. <laughs> oh, it was, yeah. No, it, it was a movie. That is sure. a movie moment and a half. Yeah, there's no, there's no question about it. And I'm, I'm okay with it. It's not, it doesn't take me out of the movie. I'll say that. So I should say this. So, yes. I, and I was saying this earlier. Uh, I thought that first act was incredible. Mm-hmm. I really, I, I thought the stuff in the parking lot, the stuff with the peas. To, those two have such natural chemistry with oh, each other. God, yeah, they do. I've watched a lot of movie couples fall in love over the years. This is a real movie moment. This is up there. It's up, it's up there, man. Because it's so, I mean, I wouldn't have thought of that, you know? It's like, let, let's have a scene where they're sitting in a disgusting parking lot trying to fix her hand with peas. Right. It's like, what? Yeah. But it works. <laughs> and there's oh some, like, sexual tension, but it's not overdone. I was gonna, I was, so, oh, I was so scared. I was like, don't kiss her in this scene. Don't you, don't right. you fucking do it. And wisely, they don't do that. But he licks her <laughs> finger, and it's like... <laughs> It's yes. like weirdly, it's yeah, it's nurturing, but it's also kind of sexy, and mm-hmm. and she's got this weird outfit on that's sort of revealing, but it's not, not too revealing, not though. too revealing, and everything is just turned up to the exact right level. Mm-hmm. It's just calibrated to, yeah, these people are falling in love, and they don't quite know it yet, but we know it. Oh yeah, and oh, I can't yeah. wait to keep spending more time with them. Mm-hmm. You know, walking through, she punches the guy in the bar. He kind of <laughs> digs that. You know, the fact that he was at a drag bar in the first place, that stuff was so funny. Mm-hmm. And it, it was. I saw the blue light. I'm just like. Right. I just like sigh. I'm just like, no, don't do it, Bradley. Right. <laughs> you, you don't know what you're getting into. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And he's just in there. And the yeah, of course, the stuff with the eyelash is just great, too. When he peels away the eyelash. Oh, good uh, stuff. And they really slow play it. And to me, that just worked. Across the board, I was in in the first act. Especially, like, there's a scene where, uh, like, he is just fucking knocked out, so he's so drunk. I mean, he's still standing up, but he's just, like, he's, he's just gone. And he's got, like, cake in his hand, and he just smears it all over right. his face. And her reaction is like, fuck you! It's it, No, it's just like, <gasps> right, Jackson, what are you doing? And But she kind of, she's, like, teasing him and playing into it. Well, and, it's, and it's weird. Mm, <laughs> she's playful. Yes. But... She's. They're also still kind of having a fight. Yeah, I know. And they don't really know it. There's a weird like, t- like layer of like seriousness to the performance that she that she's doing anyway. Because she goes, "Oh, you're jealous," mm-hmm. but and is teasing him, but also said, "Oh, you're jealous," mm-hmm. you know, and is saying it. it he don't know it. She kind of knows it, but she don't want to. Doesn't want to break his heart because she loves him too much. Yeah. Even just the way, like, exactly, and you can see it in, in just the way she goes to the door and closes it. It's sort of like, all right, let's do this, right. Yeah, exactly. It's really, it's really effective, and at the same time, it's 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 sort of funny to see them th- those sort of mixtures of emotions, especially when he he tries to like kind of hug her, but he she runs out of the way and he just slams into the wall. Right. It's, again, <laughs> it's so like it's so it's kind of sad and you you know similarly pathetic, but it's kind of adorable. <laughs> well, it's laying the breadcrumbs for what's coming, coming, yeah, and that's oh, yeah. what's so brilliant about it too. Mm-hmm. Is you need like, yeah, enjoy yourselves for now, kids, but. You, 
Oh, yeah, this is what it's I'm talking about. It's going to end really badly. Mm. You need those scenes that properly build the characters and, and give you a, a, a genuine sense of escalation and flow. Something that's sorely missing out of a lot of films. And I've talked about this constantly. I talked about it with The Predator. Where it's like, why don't we hold on a moment? Right. That would be nice. Why don't, we, <laughs> why don't we actually hold on an emotional moment so I can get a great sense of what's going on with these people? Yeah. That would be nice in this story about characters. Right. <laughs> and I'll admit, like, there were a few little pacing problems that I, I and I nitpicked it a, a, a little bit in my own head. It, I cannot say, though, that the movie didn't get the most out of each of those moments. Absolutely. Like, it, it, it just squeezed the scene with Chappelle uh, and the wedding and all these, all this stuff that I remember, the, the stuff between Sam Elliott and his brother, Sam Elliott, everything oh. is, I, I, it's efficient and it's effective. Yes, yes. And I never feel like, oh man, I could have used more of that, or I could have done, you know, all those pacing problems that you sometimes get with the first director were very negligible, and I would just be nitpicking if I had lingered on it. Well, that's what I was saying. I mean, it's 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 just dripping with feeling, and yeah. it's a it's a film that is surprisingly efficient. Despite its its obvious like like kind of like film school tendencies of which are not bad at all, but yeah. like holding on little kind of weird things that a character is doing, tiny little actions, or uh, being as long as it is. Sure, you know you wouldn't long, but it moves fast though. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. And there were times where I'm like, oh wait a minute, she's already like winning Grammys, and that, she's already on the Billboard charts, and that is the one thing I will criticize. Yeah. The, the speed at which she wins a Grammy is a, maybe a little too fast. Yeah. That's about it, though. Right. And and I guess because it's a movie about the relationship, and mm-hmm. but it's called A Star is Born, so like, don't we want to see the birth of the star? Like, don't we want to... <laughs> oh, you see the birth of the star. I guess, but we, I know, but I'd like to just take a little longer to get there. Mm-hmm. That, that was the only thing. Um, and that's, I don't know, that sometimes happens when you have a first-time director. It's, it's not detrimental at all. No. Not even close. No, I agree. Uh, let's talk about Sam Elliott. <laughs> Wow. Where is Sam Elliott been? I fucking love Sam Elliott. I've always loved Sam Elliott. Yeah, I did too, but not like... Not this much. Not this much. No. 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 <laughs> Beautiful morning, Sergeant Major. What are you, a fucking weatherman now? <laughs> <laughs> That's from a slightly underappreciated film called We Were Soldiers. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for dropping that. <laughs> I just um, love that line. Yeah. And then, of course, there's the Big Lebowski. What's his character's name in the Big Lebowski? Just the narrator? Is that what he is? Just the narrator. Yeah, is that what he is? Yeah, the dude. His name was the dude. <laughs> the dude abides. I don't know about you, but I take comfort in that. <laughs> <laughs> he goes dark in this. Mm. He goes really dark. <laughs> he says fuck every line. <laughs> he does. <laughs> but it's it's earned. <laughs> Yeah, he goes really dark. The only scene that I thought they overdid it was when Bradley punches him and he's holding them by the face, and it's just and, and there's know. a lot of exposition in that. Uh, but the rest of the movie, every time he popped up, like I looked forward to seeing what was going. Oh yeah, exactly. Know? Well, because I wasn't expecting him to go that dark or that sentimental. I mean, I honestly bought everything, e- even that scene. I really did. Really, it just worked. Yeah, because I mean, I don't know. His just just heartbreak and sadness is just so palpable. Right. You don't see that very often. You don't see that very often in Sam Elliott. And that's like, never, like, man. It, it just threw me off. I'm like, whoa, 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 what? What are you doing? No, the They're dude just... has become a caricature of himself over the last oh, yeah. freaking thirty years. With the mustache and the hat and like... Yeah. But like I, I it worked here because Bradley sort of like took all the great stuff in Sam Elliott that we knew was there and he not only like used that with Elliot, but also 
like took on a lot of those attributes himself. Like a lot of times he was doing like the Sam Elliott voice and mm-hmm. the Sam Elliott mannerisms to like hammer home the fact that they're brothers. Oh yeah, well Sam Elliott is he's not he's not at all or Bradley Cooper rather is not at all afraid to play next to Sam Elliott too. Right. Thing they just work off of each other. Sure, it, it's great. And sure. I you. you and that's a problem with a lot of actors. It's just clear that one does not know how to live in that presence. Happened a lot with Marlon Brando. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, no, they, they look like family or they act like family. Right. Yeah. Right. And is not afraid to let Sam take the lead, too. In and scene. vice versa. Sure. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost like Bradley understands when we think cowboy, mm. like when we think Western star. We kind of think Clint Eastwood, and we kind of think John Wayne, right? Wayne, and we kind of think about all these guys. What we're really thinking about is Sam Elliott. Yeah. Like what we're really thinking about is a guy with a mustache <laughs> and a voice that could like, like, could melt some fucking cheese. Like that's how warm is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like could just, just like warm you up, and and it's it's. It's weird that it, it took this long to finally appreciate what this guy gives you. Mm-hmm. Bradley Cooper did, though, in this movie. And he did. And he said, you know what? This is something that I'm not going to dismiss as a caricature. I'm not going to dismiss it as a gimmick. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to build a character around a guy that wants to be a cowboy. And he wants to be just like his older brother. And wants to be just as noble. And wants to be just as good a man. And wants to... Like, be just as loving and nurturing as his brother. And that's cool, man. Like, I want to be Sam Elliott, too. Don't, doesn't everybody <laughs> want to be Sam Elliott? <laughs> He's great. I love that performance. See, you don't have an older brother, so it's, it's a, little I don't. Di- a little different. Than, I do have an older brother. So. Yeah. 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 And it, but you pick up the mannerisms of your older brother, I'm sure, right? Yep. Of so, course. Not all of them. Not all of them, but yeah. Yeah, I I never did that. I do that with my dad. I, I don't. I don't. I do. <laughs> you should see me. I am. I am. I am my dad. Right. But, but you know, of course, that's a paternal figure as well. Like, yes. his brother's the one that raised him. And they even talk about that in the film. Right. A lot. Yeah. Uh, awesome dynamic. Yes. Really awesome. And I love the moment at the end between Sam Elliott and Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. I just, I love it. I eat that shit up. Although I'm not so clear about the thematic implications, and I guess we'll talk about that in a second. Um, great scene. Touching scene. Incredible stuff. Yep. I also loved Andrew Dice Clay in this. Oh. <laughs> I really did. Yeah. Small, well, not not exactly. It's a supporting role, but yeah, he's a great. Uh, so much different than uh, Lady Gaga's character in this. Sure, Ellie. but yeah, no, very, sort of very very flawed father, but still it, loves his daughter. Exactly, though. Put, does a very good job at showing how much he loves her despite his flaws that kind of keep getting in the way. Right. I I think uh, like I I've I've known Dice Clay for a number of years just because I love comedy. Mm-hmm. And he's always sort of been like a that guy. Yep. Like, oh, hey, I'm making dick jokes up here <laughs> type dude. And I think I first saw him in Blue Jasmine. He played oh. the friends. Sally Hawkins plays the friend. And I think he plays the deadbeat husband or boyfriend, I think. Looks like I need to rewatch Blue Jasmine. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember seeing like, wait a minute, is that Andrew Dice Clay? Like. <laughs> the fuck he acts now and he's good in it yeah he's very good uh then i watched the show vinyl with oh. bobby cannavale how is that it's not that good mm-hmm. but he's in an episode of that and he's great and like i i just there were just a number of little things that i saw him popping into and i'm like oh wait a minute i think andrew dice clay I'll, although he's still like that guy for me 
he's, he's warm. He's got a lot of heart, got a lot of soul. And I, I absolutely loved him in this. I thought he was great. I loved all the stuff with the goons at the beginning. I oh, just, yeah. It's, well, because they're gambling. Well, yeah. I mean, I just... <laughs> listen, I know those guys. That's why. Yes, exactly. I've been around those guys all my life. You're I one have, of those guys. Uh, well, pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at this rate. Like, yeah. I mean, I just have a bunch of these dudes in my family that mm-hmm. at six in the morning are drinking beer and watching horse racing as they scream at the television. Jesus. I know one of the reasons why I love Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love all this De Niro's gambling addiction and the douchebag of a bookie. Mm-hmm. And he's been ripping off everybody in the town for years and everybody knows him and he's notorious. I just love that shit. Yeah. Uh, similarly here, like there was just a lot of great stuff. A guy like that, single father of that age, never had anything going for him, gambling addict. That's the exact dude that has a posse of guys yep. hanging around him at all times. And they're going to the Grammys. And they're going <laughs> to all the concerts. And they're showing up at the talk shows. And they're on red carpets. Yep. Yes. Those guys, they're real dudes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I know exactly who those people are. I think we all secretly kind of want to be those kind of guys. No question. <laughs> it's the best. You just get to mooch off of everyone around. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> I love the scene. Oh, you have a great collection of vinyl. You can have whatever you want. And then he, he said, I could have whatever you want. Yeah, he yeah. goes, I'm just, talking to the wrong guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so real. It's it, so good. It is. Yeah. Love that stuff. Love the supporting cast. Mm-hmm. Chappelle's good, too. Yeah. yeah b- briefly in the film, but yeah. Yeah. I it love that little moment. Yeah. yeah. Don't have, I so wish I had more to say about Chappelle, but yeah, no, he's good for when he's in it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, that was, I mean, I, I don't know. It was all perfect. It wasn't like, I want more of that. I want less of that. Yeah. No, but that, I was just about to say, it's like, it didn't feel like, I, I wasn't disappointed when we didn't get more like Dave Chappelle, for example. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the ending of this movie. Oh, okay. I know this has been a thing since the 20s, and I know, like, this is the fourth time we're doing this. Um, What's this movie saying about fame? And oh. and what's this saying about these two characters and are we supposed to judge or are we supposed to just let what is be what it is or, or, or what's the deal here? Because I can't help but think like this is a, this is supposed to be a criticism of Ali's stardom. This is not supposed to be in praise of her stardom. It didn't feel that way to me. Yeah? Yeah. No, no, no. I was going to say, no, I'm agreeing with you that it didn't feel that way to me. To me, that it, that was being uh, that it was not in praise of the stardom. It seemed very, very critical. What's this movie saying, in your opinion? Oh Jesus! I can only really take from I guess what I was, how I reacted to that ending. It just felt like when, especially when it, it, she's giving her 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 performance and it with as real as real as it is. I'm not saying like, and I, I kind of mentioned this before. I'm not saying that there it wasn't genuine, but there's something. <sighs> I don't know. There's something more sincere and heartfelt about when we show Bradley Cooper trying to play the same song on the piano, especially when we see how happy they are next to how unhappy Allie really is when she's up there singing and kind of how that has changed over time. Right. So it seems like it's, 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 I mean, clearly very cautionary of the idea of not taking those elements and bringing them into the fame. They kind of work better as these smaller, intimate moments. It's hard to watch this movie and not think, though... Yeah, this dude killed himself because his wife dyed his her hair and like <laughs> went pop. <laughs> you know, and I'm not like yeah. I don't I don't even know if like Bradley Cooper believes that, but I, yeah. I I just sort of think like it it's maybe drawing a little too hard of a line, 
and is maybe connecting the dots a little too explicitly. And I'm not sure, again, like, like Allie never comes to terms with the fact that she should just play the hits and write music that makes her happy and stop singing about shaking her ass. Like, she never comes to terms with that. But she sort of loses herself in a way. Does right. It, doesn't she? But does she find herself by the end is my question. Does she need to? Maybe. I don't know. Why I don't, do, know, why, I don't why? know if she needs to. Again, this is another one of those movies where it's like, I don't. the character doesn't necessarily need to have closure in that way. I just need to watch them and feel like I've learned something from their uh, successes or their mistakes. Right. As long as I can do that, I'm fine. I don't, it doesn't need to be a happy or unhappy ending. It can do kind of whatever it wants. Just give me a sense that there's something to learn from what this character has done at the end of all of it. Because the Sam Elliott scene between Lady Gaga at the end seems to imply that this was an unavoidable tragedy. Yeah. Like, it seems to imply this was always the way that it was going to be. And mm-hmm. although you fell in love with him, and although he loved you more than life, whatever happened, this is what was going to, this is where it was going to end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Because it's just the nature of these stories that keep getting told over and over and over and over again. I guess, man. But that's a fucking bleak ending. For a love story. Love stories are generally... Yeah, everyone says like, like the, oh, it's an unhappy ending to a love story. Have you actually gone back and looked at love stories? <laughs> I mean, seriously, go back and watch almost every love story. There is always some tinge of bleakness to it all. Right. I don't I don't care how, how sweet the ending of The Notebook is. They still fucking die. Right. <laughs> and same goes with, oh my God, Blue Valentine. Oh! <sighs> Oh my God, Blue Valentine! I still need to watch that. You by the way. you want to be like you want to be depressed for a good year and a half? <laughs> Just watch that fucking movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I guess so. I guess so. I don't know. I get, then I guess that's why all the women were crying at the end. Yeah, there's no happy ending for these people. And the fact that they were crying means that it fucking worked. I suppose. I'm sorry. I you don't have to love it, Nico, but it, it's it's effective. It just is. It's true. It is true. This is a movie that I shouldn't have liked, and I really liked it. I loved it. And I'm not going to say that I loved it, but I really, really liked it. I loved it. It's my number two. Number two. Yep. And it's behind what? You were never really here. Let me check my list right now. <laughs> let me just... Uh, <laughs> let me just Let me just check my list. Let me, uh, let me slot this in. <laughs> let me slide it right in there. Let's see. <laughs> we have currently... I'm such a fucking nerd. Yeah, you are. We have at number five, Incredibles two. Okay. We have number four, First Reformed. Ah, uh, haven't seen it yet. Number three. I don't want to take too much of a side jack here. I watched Eighth Grade. Oh yeah, you said it was good. Yeah, it's my number three of the year. Wow, that's really good. Okay. It's really, 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 really good. Is it relatable? Is this actually capture Eighth Grade? <laughs> I watched that movie and I said, yeah, that's my sister. Oh, that's what I okay, that's what it. I did. All right, all right. I said, "Oh, I get it now. All right. I need to be a better brother." <laughs> that's what I said at the end of that oh, movie. Yeah. Oh, Nico. I said, "Oh shit, that's what kids are going through now." Mm. Like if you want a movie about the moment, mm-hmm. that's it, man. Okay. Number 2 I have Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah. And number 1 I have A Quiet Place. Really? Yeah. Okay. I like I like A Quiet Place. I, I don't know if it's in my top 5 though. I don't know. I mean, I guess by default it could be, but when the Oscar season gets going, it's certainly going to move down. Mission Impossible ain't in my top I 10. I think we'll put it at number two. Okay. I think so. Yeah, I think it's better than Mission Impossible. It is better than Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible is dope, though. Yeah, it's good. All right, there's my new top five. Incredibles 2, you're out. 
<laughs> you gotta see oh. First Reform, by the way. Yeah, I know. Uh, that seems like an Adam film and a half. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a movie, I think, about, like, just two people that didn't realize that they were good enough for each other. You know? She didn't think she was adequate enough for him at the beginning. He never thought he was adequate enough for her. Uh, and uh, Adam? Yes, Nico. I don't think I'm ever going to say that about you. <laughs> you you don't th- you think we're good enough for each other? I'm totally good enough for you. That's Aww. all I know. Oh. <laughs> you not so much. I'm not so sure. Uh, that's it, man. You got anything else for me? No. No. <laughs> no. I'm glad people are enjoying this. Yes, that was a good one, Nico. I I I think I'm I'm you're good enough for me. I think that we, we we've gotten there. We're okay. Damn fucking straight I am. <laughs> Are you serious? Was that ever in doubt? Was that ever in goddamn doubt? Dude, I'm Bradley Cooper and you're the fucking drag queen at the beginning. That was just like, play me a song and look at me while you do it. That's what this is. Oh no. I am more than enough. Abby, I know you're going to be listening to this and I apologize. <laughs> I'm glad people are enjoying this movie. It seems like this is a real crowd pleaser. That's true. And the ladies love it. And you know what? The ladies need movies too. <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah. Absolutely. Great date movie. Of course they do. Oh my God. See this with your significant other. Oh. It was an emotional night. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, you're at some Adam Hall on Twitter. I'm at Funny Nico Tweets. Mm-hmm. Uh, too many thoughts media.com. TMT.media. All of our shit's on there. I think, mm. yeah, later this week, you'll have another episode popping right in your feeds. A little a little double dip. Is that what we're doing too? What are we doing? What do you mean, what are we doing? We're doing another... Uh... We're doing Hold the Dark right now. Oh, we are. Right? Really? Another one? Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Hold the Dark. I guess, uh, yeah, later this week in your feeds. I'll, I'll parse this out a little bit. Be on the lookout in a couple days. You'll get two movie hoppings for the price of one this week. Oh, movie hoppings going up, too, with the amount of freaking movies that are coming oh out. Oh, my. Holy shit. God. I can't handle it. First Man. Yep. Halloween. Mm-hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. I think we... Uh, we might try Venom. No. We, like, that, I, I'm serious. Let's, let's, let's do Why Is This a Thing movie hopping double. Okay. Let's do a hybrid episode. I'm serious. All right. We'll do that. Yep. What else, man? Whew. Mandy, but we're doing that for Why Is This a Thing. Mandy will be this week on Why Is This a Thing. Okay. Check that out. Let me just check real quick what's coming out. Um, We got pretty soon new Coen Brothers movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. Ballad of Buster Scruggs coming to Netflix. Mid-90s by Jonah Hill. Mm-hmm. I'm not excited for that one. Why? It just, the trailer looked terrible. That's You're not into kids? That was you know, an, that was just a bad. Tra- I was just like, Ugh. you don't like Harmony Corinne? No, because it looks exactly like a Harmony Har- Harmony Corinne movie. It that trailer like seriously underwhelmed me. Oh, Widows! Oh, coming soon. Yeah, we got to do that in November. Creed two. I'm not as excited for Creed two. I have a Drago man. That's true. The Russian. Doesn't that seem like fan service to the worst extreme though? I'm not even a, I'm not even like an an it's avid fine. fan of Rocky IV. Well, so. It's fan service made for me. Sure. All right. It's about time. I, 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 I like deserve, Rock. I like the Rocky. I movie. deserve fan service too. Yeah. That's it, man. Uh, we'll be back for all of that. Hold the dark. Coming later this week. <laughs> Whoever the hell saw that movie. Uh, and until next time, everybody.
Happy movie hopping.